G'day, Bossy here. This week I'll catch up with me old mate Zach Purton in another edition of Secret Jockey Business here on the Labrokes Listen Network. I remember the first time we probably met, like when you were a kid, you were riding in Brisbane, and straight away I kind of thought, this kid's gonna make it because you thrived on that. Um, you know, like, if you were, you were wanting to beat everyone, you know what I mean? You are angry young man back then. Not much has changed. No, no, but, but all I remember is, like, you thrived on competition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. kind of wanted to beat everyone. Yeah. And uh, that was my first memory of yeah. you. Like you're... I've never been scared of competition, even now. Like, I, no. I'd rather be on the favourite in a big group one race than be yeah. on... Because I, I want that. That's what I live for. So, yeah. so I must have had that as a young age. But I was always very good at sport. Everything I played, I was good at. So I yeah. had the confidence right from the start. There's and no I reckon doubt. it's just carried on. Yeah, I remember that. I just said, this kid, he, like, you, we weren't intimidated at a young age. Nothing intimidates no, me. <laughs> no, but I mean, you weren't, you weren't intimidated yeah. at a yeah. young age. I knew that straight away, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it, there's this competitive streak in this kid. Like, I thought, oh, my back God. Back in those days in Brisbane days, I used to have John Powell sitting next to me. Yeah. And every week he'd say, you've got to go to Sydney, you've got to go to Sydney, yeah, you've got yeah. to go to Sydney. And he drove me mad for a couple of years until I finally listened to him. A couple of years in Sydney and then I went to Hong Kong. Yeah, they, you always going there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we first got, I was there the first year, remember? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we both arrived at the same day. We both arrived at the same, same time. I had the, yeah. I had the um, year, I had the year contract and you had the six months. Yeah. I remember. And then you were going to get the extension. Do you remember sitting in this, you know, we used to all go and have a sweat together. Yeah. In the steam room, me, you and Dasher. Yeah. Or Darren Beam, we always sit and you were like, you were struggling a bit, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, you, you two were flying, you were going good. No, I, was, I was going I was, okay. Um, I was, I was just picking was, up your crumbs. No, Dasher, we were trying to run off Dasher all the time. <laughs> yeah. But I remember you. We were sitting there, and I'm not sure if you remember this, but because it was quite a long time ago, and I was at, I was already made up my mind that I was going to go home. I, yep. It wasn't suiting me. I, I didn't feel, I wasn't getting stimulated there, you know what yep. I mean? So I'd kind of made up my mind that I'm going to go home at the end of the season. Yeah. Hadn't told anyone at this point. But I remember you were struggling. Yeah. And you were, you were thinking about going. Yeah. And I said, please don't go, Zach. Please. You're too good. Yep. And it's one of them places you've got to grind, grind, grind. I said, just give it, even if you give it one more year and you say, okay, I've had enough. Yep. Um, so my first big opportunity actually came off the back of you. You had a falling out with Ricky Yu. That's right. Towards the end of the first season. That's correct. And Ricky came to me and said, you know, would you like to ride for me? And I'm thinking, well, I've got no one else to ride for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, I did. And then I rode 10 winners for him the last month of that season. Yeah. And if you ride 10 winners in a month in Hong Kong, you're flying. You're absolutely airborne. Because yeah. we only race for 10 months of the year. So 10 times 10 is 100, right? That's right. There's only been three jockeys in Hong Kong history to ride more than 100 winners in a season. Yeah. So that illustrates how well I finished that season off. And then yeah. obviously gave me the confidence to come back the next season. Yeah. And although I didn't fly at the start of next season, I was getting more opportunities. And by the time I got through, halfway through the second season, that's when things started to pick up. Yeah. There's two years where I started the season with an injury. Yeah. And they're the two years I dropped back, but yeah. every other year has just been Progressed. up, 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 up. Yeah. My first 10 years there, I rode more winners in the next season than I did the previous season. So I just kept going up and up and up for, for the first 10 years, which is, like you said, it's incredible. And then I had, those seasons where I, I was injured. Yep. Uh, I, I was, I'll tell you one story which haunts me still to this day. I was booked to ride Winks. Yes. She won at the Sunshine yeah, Coast. Yeah, that's right. And then she was having her first up run here uh, in Sydney. And I was booked to ride her and some other rides for Chris Waller on the day. Yeah. And uh, the week before, I had a horse kick me at the barrier trials in Chartin yeah. and it broke my ankle. I couldn't ride her. She won and four other horses did on the day, so I missed five winners. Unbelievable. I wouldn't have stayed on her, of course, but it would have been good to add a chapter in my book. Would have been nice. To be able to say I wrote her. Just get that feel of her. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you had bigger fish to fry. I mean, 
I mean, I mean, you are obviously very proud of what you've done, and but when you, because we're talking about competition again, and you and Dougie, Douglas mm. White had this thing going on, and you were chasing, you were hunting him down, hunting him down. And, you know, he, he, he could see I was coming for him. Yeah, you know, but mm. you, there was always that little niggle with you all the way through, yeah. like healthy competition, obviously. But mm. there was always this thing that I'm coming to get you, I'm coming to get you in it, and, well, yeah, and you stopped the me season running. before, because everyone said Douglas White would never get beaten, right? Mm. And the season before, I, I had him on the ropes. Yeah. And we had about a month to go, and then I got a kidney stone. Okay. And when I went in to have the operation to remove it, it didn't go well, and I ended up getting gangrene. I got really sick. Yeah. Um, and then I couldn't complete. I'm not complete. I, I missed, I think, two or three weeks of the season. Yeah. So Douglas then got away and won. Yeah. And he came out and he said, oh, I love competition, you know, bring it on, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, that's not fair. Yeah. I was on the sidelines. Yeah. You yeah. were getting a free kick. Yeah. So I, uh, I publicly come out and I said, all right. I said, I'd make it my mission next season to take you down. I said, I'm, yeah. I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. So I worked really hard in the off-season, um, physically and mentally. Have, he shouldn't have poked the bear. That's what he did. You know he lit I mean? a fire in me. Yeah, And I just, I just, that was it. I just, I was just every day, I used to go to sleep and wake up thinking about beating him in the premiership. And I yeah. just, I drove myself that mad. I was that focused to do it. Yeah. But I come back the next season and after the first month, I had him on the ropes. At that time, I rode the fastest 50 winners in Hong Kong history. So I'd come out flying. And he was, he was just gone. I took the wind out of his sails. So then I used to get behind the gates and say, oh, are you still here? Are they still giving you rights? Yeah, yeah. All those, all those types of things. And I, and I just did his head in. Yeah. And I could see I was doing it. And he, he couldn't talk back to me. He was, he'd just look at me with a blank look in his face. And he knew I had him. So, well, and and from this... that day on, he, he was gone. Yeah. yeah. He'd never had that in his life. And I, I get yeah. on great with Douglas, you know, we're, we're good friends. But just to see that moment, like, like you said, no one thought that moment would happen. Mm. And... Uh, and you did it in pretty spectacular style too, I might add. It was well, great. I, took it, I took him on. Yeah, yeah. Head on, head yeah. on. I didn't back down. But yeah. uh, anyway, what he did was was amazing. Like no one will ever win 13 championships in a row like he did. It's a pretty difficult uh, thing it, to do. Yeah. In yeah. that environment. So obviously I respect everything he did, but the competitor in me wanted to take the tramp down. And, yeah. And that's that's what I did. And then Joe turns up. So then you've got someone else to I deal just, with. Just when I thought I got to the top, yeah. I had someone else to compete with. Yeah, and, he, and he's a different beast. Oh, he, he's the most naturally gifted rider yeah. I've ever ridden against. Yeah, he could too. do things on horses that I'd never seen done before. Yeah, me the He'd same. sit wide on them, make yeah. early moves on them, get them to change their legs. He'd throw his body weight around. It was incredible way, to watch him. The way he'd ride, I, I couldn't work out. I, I watched him a lot. I've never seen a bloke ride with such a short hold on a horse, but and, and it, yeah. always doing something with them, like yeah. In continually the moving on them and like and yeah. thinking, but not not unbalancing the horse, but it, it always like he's keeping them interested all the time, you know what I mean? That's I, a I, great way to put it. It's yeah. exactly what he would do. Like he, what he did with um, a, a lot of bad horses, he'd keep them interested all the time. Yeah. Somehow he'd, he'd have them there on his hands all the time, and it's yeah. like, this bloke's different, eh? And it, like yeah. he'd win on horses that no one could win on. Yeah. Um, it was amazing to ride against him and, and watch him when he yeah. was at his peak of his powers at yeah. that period of time. Um, and I just had to sit back and cop it for a couple of seasons yeah. until once again I was able to start to get some support back. Because Hong Kong's a funny place. It's, it's a very, it becomes a very political. Yeah. So you can't keep everyone happy. You can't ride for every trainer and you can't no. ride for every owner. No. You know, they've got six or eight connections wanting you to ride for them in every race yeah. and you've got to let seven down. And then if you continually let them down or they can't have access to you, they start to get bitter and disappointed. And then all of a sudden they stop offering you rides. Yep. And that's what happened with Joe. He started, he had the pick of every horse in every race. Yeah. And then over a period of time, they got sick of waiting for him or getting disappointed. So then they started putting the other jockeys on and slowly the opportunity started to come back my way um, until I was able to take him on. And, and then, you know, we had the, the nine or 10 years of yep. 
of dominance that we shared together. Good fun, eh? Good mm. fun. Like, I mean, like I said, you need that, right? You need that stimulation. Yeah. You need, you need someone to actually to push you, push you all the yeah. way. Otherwise, you kind of get a bit comfortable. You know, yeah. you know. Obviously, injuries have played a massive part, and yeah. people don't understand like. We, if you haven't been in that environment like we have, and I was not there nowhere long as, as you, and, and obviously not to the level yet you got, mm. you got to there, but people don't understand, like, you're riding work six days a week. Yeah. You know, you're riding 10 horses a morning. Yeah. Like, it's a grind, you know. Like, you're putting in all it, the time. It's intense. So we're, we never get a day off. We're, I ride track work six days a week, and we race on Wednesday night and Sunday. Yeah. So I'm on a horse every day. Yeah. So if you're carrying an injury, you yeah. can't give it a rest. No. Uh, and they expect you to be there, you have to be there. Yep. So when you, you've got those injuries, you just got to keep trying to push through them and you've got to try and manage them. And quite often it's, it's very difficult. You can't, you can't get the break that your body needs. Mm. So uh, over a period of time, the wear and tear starts to build up. You know, the, yep. the constant pain, yep. uh, the, the mental side of it as well, because yep. you, you, every day you get up, you know you're going to be in pain. You've got to get up and put yep. yourself through it. And, you know, it does wear you down. Um, but it is what it is. It's what we do. No one forces me to go out there. I do it of my own free will. But, um, you know, the last three years especially have been very hard for me yeah. with the injuries I've had and obviously the fall. Uh, so in yeah. the last 12 months, I've had 17 fractures. Yeah, I, I, did, I did hear and, that. That's and right. I've only missed, only missed one month. Yeah. Um, the foot, so the foot was pretty yeah, bad, Yeah, right? so at the start of this season, I had five fractures. Uh, five, I had two fractures in, in my foot yeah. at the start of the season. And, and I rode through that th through the first you know, six six weeks of the season. And that happened on holidays? Happened on holidays. Can you believe um, it? No, Can I'm, you an believe? I'm an idiot. Well, who, wants, you... who would jump off a pier when they don't know how deep the water is? Well, that's just what we do. <laughs> <laughs> we, that's what we do, mate. You know, we just do stupid stuff all the time. In hindsight, it wasn't one of my... Best moments? <laughs> Best moments. <laughs> but but uh, anyway... But you know... I'd like to say you live and you learn, but I don't seem to learn. I, oh, I seem mate. to keep making the same mistakes over and over. It's like I get told, when are you ever grow up? When are you ever going to grow up? It's like, well, who, who wants me? I'm not going to grow up. But who, who said I have to grow up? I think it's you the know? kid in me that keeps me young. Yeah. And, and uh, it's something in, in my character that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that oh, you... helps. Because I get quite bored, right? Yeah. And that's one of the problems in Hong Kong. It's just... Mm day to day to day, week to week to week. Yep. I've been there for 16 years. It's the same program every year. Yep. And through COVID, being locked up um, as we were, mm. I've become quite bored recently and the club yeah. can see it. Yeah. So um, I've been in talks and negotiations with them recently about maybe being able to travel a bit more. Yep. Uh, basing myself in Hong Kong, but having the freedom to, to travel nice. around. So we're trying to come to some type of agreement um, and we'll see what happens. But It'd be nice if I can get that because I, I just need something to stimulate me a little yeah. bit more at the moment. What was the greatest moment that you've had in it's, Hong it's Kong? It's really hard to pick one, right? But yeah. if, if I sort of had to pick a, a few. Um, the, each of the premierships yep. have been special. Like yep. That's a pinnacle, right? That's, that's why I went there to try and win the premiership and, and I was able to do that. So they've all been special. Uh, winning the derby was great. Yep. I think the best uh, win I think I've had over there was when Beauty Generation won the International Mile. Yeah in 2018, I think it was. He beat a world-class field by four mm. and a half lengths, eased down. Yep. He just smashed them. Uh, it was a phenomenal performance. And 
that performance alone is the one that stands out amongst all the others. Yeah, I was going to ask you about him because I used to love his racing pattern. Like, he's, he was a big brute of a horse. He actually didn't look like he was galloping quick because he obviously covered a lot of ground, you know, yeah. but he used to just smash fields. And he, they, like we spoke about, he, he yeah. used to just dominate from the front and then quicker. And then one thing is to try and get to him. And then they can't, they got no chance getting past them because they're all gassed. That's ex exactly the, the best way to sum it up. Yeah. And he felt like a Rolls Royce when he yeah. was, when he was, as you say, just galloping along. He had a lovely big long action yeah. on him, but he did it so effortless, effortlessly, yeah. so easily. It felt like he was just going half pace, just cruising at the speed that he was comfortable mm. at, but the they rest couldn't keep, couldn't, couldn't keep up. So he's gassing them during the course of the race, yeah. and then he gets on the corner and he quickens. Yeah. So. They're, they're out of breath trying to keep up and then they just can't lift. And, and he used to just run them into the ground. And it was great during that period of time and that season uh, where he was unbeaten, I used to just walk over to the races every week just know, knowing I was going to win. Yep. I didn't care what was in the race, what I was up against, what barrier I drew, what the track conditions were like. Yeah. And it was great just he was always fast out the gate. Yeah. So I never had to worry about that. And then being a front runner, I didn't have to worry about traffic. Yeah. It was just letting him do his thing. Get a nice long rain, yeah. get him lobbing along as Don't he was happy and comfortable, him do his thing. Yeah. and just, just go with it. I reckon there's another horse that I'm not sure you would have had a big soft spot for aero velocity. Yeah. So I, he, he, I just thought, I mean, he's probably not the best horse you ride, but yeah. it, I reckon, oh, no, I'll ask you the question, he, you must have had a soft spot for him. Well, so he, he was a unique horse. He was yeah. very aggressive. Yeah. Uh, in the mornings, he'd come charging through the sand area and horses would be going sideways and he knew it. He was like a big bully. Um, he broke one Marfu's arm, he broke another Marfu's, and in Hong Kong, Marfu's uh, yeah. are the handlers that yeah. look after the horses. He broke another one's collarbone. Getting on on race day, I used to have to get on him basically at a slow canter because he'd be charging yeah. and have people either side trying to hold him, and he'd be running them up the fence, and I'd have to get legged up as he's launching mm. out on the track. But once he got out there, he had this calmness come over him, and he'd just stand there Amazing. and look and stop once he got around sort of halfway to the gate. Um, but he used to use that aggression in his races. Mm. And he was a big, strong, chested horse. Yeah. And he'd bully other horses around in the races and he'd pin his ears back. And one thing he used to always do, which I hated, was he'd hang in really badly. Yeah. But he'd try and uh, intimidate the other horses. Yeah. So we went and won in Japan. Uh, he's the only horse that's ever won that race in Japan. Yep. And it looked like he was beat coming into the straight. But that time, the grass on the inside was worn down and he was struggling to get traction. So when we got the straight, I moved him out a little bit where the grass was a little bit longer and he got his toe in yeah. and he launched. He went from dropping back, yeah. he picked back up to win. So we went um, to Singapore after that. And we, we, yep. I tried, Barry tried him in between. I said to the owner, I said, uh, I said they won't be beating him in Singapore. Yeah. So he booked um, a nightclub out to have the celebration party after the race before the horse had even won. Yeah. And then we went back and won in Hong Kong. So he's the only horse in Hong Kong history mm to win three international group run races in three different countries in the same year. Yeah. So he, he was a special horse. He, he doesn't get the accolades that he deserved. No, but I, that's, what um, that's why I want to mention him, because I, I thought he was a pretty special horse, you yeah. know, just looking from the outside in. So, okay, everyone's wanting to know. I mean, everyone's got an opinion. And, uh, and I've got to ask the question, you know, you know, 18 months, 12 months ago, you were pretty seriously thinking about retiring because the body was not yeah. doing what it was supposed to do for you. And, so, number one, where's your body at now? And, and number two, where do you think your mindset is? As far as thinking about that, has it been put back on the back burner or what, what is your... So, my, my plan was to retire in December, just gone. Mm. Uh, I was at a stage where I didn't feel like my body could go on any further and I was, I was sort of pushed, I'd pushed it to the max. Mm. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, although I'm doing six hours of physio a week to be yeah. able to get out there, but for whatever reason, my body turned the corner. Yeah. So, maybe it, it gave me a sign 
that there's a little bit more left in it. I, I know that you've your bone density is not mm. what it should be for a 40 year old man. Is no, it, so my I I did the tests of course, mm. um, and now that I'm 40, I was told when when I'm 40, I'm going to have the bone density of a 65 year old. Mm. So I've obviously got very brittle bones. I've had the kidney stones. I had yep. four kidney stones in five years. Yep. So all those things, I think, you know, we put our bodies through so much. Yeah, yeah. And, and we do it because, you know, we're athletes and we want to compete, yep. but you don't think about the damage it's doing to your body yep. until maybe you start to get a little bit older Correct. or you start to have the tests done. And the Jockey Club have been really good the last five or eight years. Yep. They've allowed a nutritionist to come in and, and we've been put through DEXA tests and, yep. and, you know, we do blood tests and, you know, all these things, right? So we're getting a lot of feedback back. Yep. Um, and the results haven't been good. There was one time we put a heart rate monitor on. Yeah. Now I'd been in Phuket for a week, so I was a little bit of a, yeah, yeah. Uh, a out there a reading, false reading, false reading yeah. right? So I got back the night before and I had to lose 10 pounds to ride. Oh, okay. So they put the heart rate monitor on me and before I even had a ride, my heart rate's 140. Yeah. It went up over 200. I had 10 rides on the day and never came below 160 for the whole day. Now I rode four winners. Yeah. But when they got the results back, they said, you'll have a heart attack if you continue to do this. Yeah. So once again, it's like, okay, I'm pushing my body too hard. And you've yeah. got to be a little bit more sensible about things. But, um, yeah, I think the earlier I can retire, hopefully the longer I can live. Oh, there's no doubt. And so, you've, got, you've got, you know, beautiful young children now, you know, mm, Roxy and Cash. Like, yeah. you know, you, you're... You got to think. Those are things that come into your brain. You know, you, you factor yeah. that in all the time. And when I know? when I had the fall in, in December last year, um, they someone in the playground told them I'd had the fall and mm. showed them the video. Oh no! Now mum come home from the races. Nicole come home from the races and and said to them, "I'll be back soon and duck straight to the hospital mm. to be with me." I was in ICU at the time. Um, now they didn't know. They had to go to bed that night, not knowing where yeah. I was or what was. happened to me. So they were a bit traumatised by that. Mm. Um, and when they come and see me in the hospital the next day, the look on their face was not yeah. a look I ever want to see again. No. So I've got to take that into consideration as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't know when I'm going to retire. Everyone yeah. wants to ask me. I think in the next four or five weeks, I'll have a little bit more of a clearer picture of where I'm at. Yeah. Whether it's going to be the end of this season, the end of this year, whether I'm going to chase that record. And then yeah. that, that'll be it. If I chase Douglas's record, and that will be the absolute, the day I break yeah, it, yeah. I'll be done. I know this is going to be a silly question because I know the answer, but you don't have any regrets about staying in Australia because I, you know, everyone knew that your talents, like yeah. you were going to win multiple Cox plates, multiple cups, there's no doubt about that. Do you, yeah. ever, do you ever have that feeling that, that oh, if I stayed, I'll, you know, I'll miss that? I don't. No. The only thing I wish I could have won or had won that I haven't is the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. Um, but I sacrificed that to a certain extent to, to be in Hong Kong. It's very hard to pick up the right horse to be able to win that race. Um, and it's, you know, it's a once a year thing. But I, I feel like I've made the right decision to go to Hong Kong. Yep. I feel like I made the right decision to stay there. Uh, financially, it set myself and my family up for, for the rest of our lives. So I think that aspect of it, of it is, has been important as well. Um, but to be able to achieve what I have been able to achieve, not just in Hong Kong, but around the world, and, and Hong Kong has given me that opportunity. Um, but when people remember me, are they going to remember me for what I've done in Australia? Probably not, even though I've won Caulfield Cup, yeah. been placed in the Melbourne Cup, and Golden Slippers, and won Doncasters, and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, one at Royal Ascot, one, one in Japan, one in Singapore, you know, the, the list goes on. 
but um, I'll be remembered for what I've done in Hong Kong, and, oh, and I'm, no, I'm comfortable with that. Don't sell yourself short. Mm. You'll be remembered as one of the greatest riders in the, in the world, and you are. There's no mm. doubt. You know, when you talk about the Ryan Moores and the Tories, like you're in that same conversation. I promise you. There's no everyone who knows racing, everyone who knows anything about racing. Mm. Um, you're in that conversation all the time. So I don't think you should sell, sell, mm. sell yourself very short there because we know that how good you are. Okay, that's kind, kind words. It's, it's well, good no, it's, not, like it's, you, just, course, it's just what it is, Zach. Yeah, it's just yeah. what it is. It's, it, it's, it's plain to see. Your record's there. Um, you've, anywhere you've gone, you've been, you know, you've never, you've hit the target every time. Um, to be at that level for so long, um, to do what you've done with the injuries that you've had to go through and the pain and all the other stuff. Um, that's only world class. It's, it's, it's simple as that. Yeah. You know, so I take my hat off to you, mate. It's amazing. Thank you.